Welcome to Truth Unveiled from True Life Church in Greenville, Ohio. Today is an opportunity to be transformed by this word of wisdom. As you listen, we pray you are encouraged and uplifted by this short five-minute teaching. Now, here with today's word is Pastor Chris Barhorst. Well, praise the Lord. I'm excited. This is going to be a condensed version. We could elaborate a lot more on these scriptures right here in Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 37. It's amazing. I've entitled this, uh, Idle Words and Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, or Blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, however you choose to say that. But, but in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36, it says, but Jesus speaking says, But I say unto you that every idle word that a man shall speak, he shall give an account of, count thereof in the day of judgment. So I'm going to take this whole thing in context. I'm going to hit some highlights. There's a lot more we could say, but I, I believe you'll see this because uh, there's all kinds of uh, debate about what uh, blasphemy in the Holy Spirit is and all those types of things. But I want to say one thing uh, before I get to start at verse 22. In verse 36, it says, you'll give an account of every idle word. That's big. We're going to see that it's idle words, words that people speak that cause other people to go idle. Those are the words that people will give an account of in the day of judgment. So let's let's talk about that. Let's see what's going on here. In verse 22, this is so amazing. In Matthew chapter 12, it says, Then was brought unto him, Jesus, one possessed with the devil. He was demonized. He was blind and dumb. So this physical uh, infirmity was based upon a demonic situation. And he healed him in so much as... as that the blind and dumbo spake and saw. So this is awesome. It was a healing. And it had to do with uh, casting out of a devil. Or it was a demonic uh, attack, physical attack. So Jesus, that's a good thing. You would agree with that. But look what happened in the next verse, uh, er, the next two verses. And all the people were amazed. It says, is not this the son of David? But the Pharisees, these were the religious leaders. The word Pharisee means separated ones. They were the religious elite. When they heard it, they said, This fellow doeth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Do you realize what they're saying? They are taking a work of God, a healing, and a, and a, and a casting out of a devil, a, de- a demonic deliverance. They're taking that good work of God, and they're ascribing it to the devil, Beelzebub. How many people do that today? They'll say, well, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, God does this or God and Satan are working together. Uh, hang on here. It gets gooder. It says in verse 25, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Verse 26, and if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I buy Beelzebub, cast out devils. By whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Verse 28, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. I'm just going to read these and then I'm going to comment. Or else, how shall one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Now look at verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you that all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy of the ho- against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Verse 32. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this age or, or in, the, in the world to come. 
This is amazing. He is saying that when you ascribe a good work of God to Beelzebub or the devil, you are blaspheming the Holy Ghost. The word blaspheme, and I, I wrote it down here, it means it means slander. It means speak injurious to another's good name. We When we attribute good works of God to the devil, we are blaspheming the Holy Ghost. That's a dangerous place to be. Now, this always kind of got me. Why does it say you can, if you speak against the Son of Man, it can be forgiven you, but if you speak against the Holy Spirit, it's not forgiven if you, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit? Well, I think I have some answers. First of all, let me say it to you this way. You're born again through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the washing and regeneration Renewing of the Holy Spirit, that's how we're born again. Uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Or 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, By one spirit we're baptized into the body of Christ. And this verse here in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, I think I, I think I see it. It says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. This is not talking about just external words you say, but words you say from the heart. We'll see that in a minute. So back to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 3. So no man uh, speaking by the Spirit of God can call Jesus a curse. And it goes on to say that no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So in order to say Jesus is Lord, if I blaspheme the Holy Spirit, if, I, if I'm critical of the Holy Spirit, if I'm attributing the good works of God to, the, to Beelzebub or the devil, it, I'm blaspheming the, the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm blaspheming his good name. And that's, you know, I can't even call Jesus Lord, but by the Spirit of God. Now, someone would say, well, wait a minute. People can lie. They can say all kinds of stuff. Well, Jesus will cover that. When he asked them this question, as we'll read here in a few minutes, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, people can say good things externally, but their heart's not behind it. This is why it says in First John chapter 5 and verse 4, it talks about the spirit of Antichrist. And it talks about uh, uh, that, you know, you judge the spirit of Antichrist. People can say things that are pro-God and even sound like they're, they're, they're uh, exalting the lordship of Jesus Christ. But, but the spirit behind how they say it is something completely different. Uh, I like to say it like this. If you tell your kid, oh, go ahead and do it. You know, you may have said the words they wanted to hear, but the, your heart, the spirit behind how you said it was not consistent with what you actually said. But let me let me read on here. So he's talking about this blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is attributing a good work of God to Beelzebub or the devil. Look at verse 33. Jesus still talking. He says, either make the tree good and his fruit good. Either God's good and the fruit he produces is good. You hear that? Or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. Either God is not good and the fruit is corrupt. That's what he's saying. For the tree is known by his fruit. How many know God is good? You can't find anything in the Bible that said God's using sickness or the works of the devil to teach you something. Can you learn from bad things? Yeah, I've learned a lot from hard knocks, but it ain't, God's not the originator of those hard knocks. It's, and then he goes on to say in verse 34, O generation of vipers, I mentioned this earlier, how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks? Remember, no one can call Jesus Lord but by the Spirit of God. That's amazing. That says, a good man, verse 35, out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. Watch verse 36. I mentioned it earlier. 
But I say unto you that every idle word that a man shall speak, watch this, he shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. This is amazing. Idle word, not cuss word, not this, idle word. Well, what does idle mean? The word idle is the Greek word argos, and it means lazy, means free from labor. It means shunning the labor which one ought to perform. That's amazing. So words that, think of think of it this way. When we attribute the good works of God and we say, well, God is in control, God's doing this, or, or you know, you never know what God's going to do, and sometimes he, he may put some sickness on you to teach you something, and all those other demonic lies. When we say that, we are, we are, we are causing people to go idle in their relationship with God. What do you mean? Well, if God's in control, why pray? If God's going to do what he wants, why witness to anybody? Why, why study the word? Why try to improve? See, these are idle words. They're, it's demonic because it causes you to believe that God's working independent of you. And, and man, it's dangerous because we can blaspheme the Holy Spirit uh, by attributing, number one, the good works of God to the enemy or to say God's controlling everything. Listen, if you don't know God's good, you're not going to trust God. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Then you become that blessed man who trusts in him. Let me finish verse 37 and I'm going to close out here. I know we did this fast. There's a ton to be said here, but it's amazing. Verse 37, for by thy words you shall be justified and by your words you shall be condemned. Why? Because the words, your words that you speak from the heart are a manifestation of what your heart believes. And says he says he's going to give an account of every idle word. So God forbid that I would... Uh, uh, you speak words that would say, well, you know, you really don't, don't be serious about God. Don't, you know, just kick back. God's, you know, predestined. Some are saved. Some are not saved. That's not the doctrine of predestination. Okay. God wants all men to be saved, none to perish. It's, he's not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance. Second Peter three, nine and on and on we could go. So it is so dangerous. Number one, to attribute the good works of God to the enemy, to be else above super dangerous. That makes people go idle because you never know what God's going to do. We got to make the tree good. How many know God's good? Amen. God is so, so good. And any words that we speak from our heart that causes people to go idle, we will give an account for those in the day of judgment. We need to be serious about the grace of God. The time has come, 1 Peter 4, 17, that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begins at us, what shall be the end of those that obey not the gospel? Notice it's the gospel. The word obey, it means they refuse to believe or they with hold belief in what Jesus has done. Next verse says, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Now this is, I, I'm, I'm a grace guy. I'm a grace and faith guy, but I'm telling you, let's not receive the grace of God in vain. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse one, God's grace is empowering. It's life changing. And if we receive it, we are going to be different in a good way. You are blessed. Have a great one. We pray this message from True Life Church has been a blessing to you. If you would like to check out more of our teachings, you can go to our webpage at tlchurch.us and click on the resources tab. Until next time, we pray you meditate on the truths you have learned today.